0: Hope everybody's having a lovely Monday. I am tired. Um, as of recent, I have my birthday. Uh, I, you know, aged. I am 365 days and some change old past a certain age. Um, She's no longer I, 21. No longer <laughs> 21. Um, I am.
1: Oh my God. I just thought about Taylor Swift in this moment. I'm feeling 22
0: yeah so I had a great birthday and I told myself I was going to take two weeks off before I started writing again and I'm already doing character interviews. And I want to die that i'm doing this myself but it's fine um, reading wise Lord have mercy do I got some recommendations for y'all okay shocker right that I actually read um so recommendations. Danny Renee. Is it that is her name? Yes. Hold up. Let me first of all I forgot what the name of the fucking books were. Let me pull let me get my Kindle. Me my Kindle. Get my Kindle. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up, ladies and gentlemen. I should have had this prepared, but I was not because I am not a very prepared person. Okay, so Ruthless Creatures, Carnage, Carnage, Carnal Desires by JT Gessinger. Two books in her monsters and uh, I think it's monsters and queens series or queens and monsters series, super good. 10 out of 10 recommend if you like mafia, mc vibes, alpha males, super super good. Um, and then Danny Renee's Thorn and Roses series. There is a prequel, and then there are three books. And oh my god, they're so good. I literally love all of them. They have been like They're so angsty and so well-written, and I just, oh, oh my God, I love them. I love them my whole heart, so I can't recommend those enough. And then I read um the current author that we're going to have on the podcast today, her latest book, Promises and Pomegranates, and we're going to talk more about that later on, but that was also really good. So that's what I've been reading. Stevie, what's going on in the book world for you? Um, Let's see. I've been reading...
1: Not a whole lot, but a lot in a sense that I've actually made time to read. Yeah. Because <laughs> we know how I go through my spurts. I know. Um, so I just read Beneath the Fallen Stars by Lacey Black and Kaylee Ryan. It's their new co-write. It's a standalone. It's um, I have a feeling they're probably going to turn it into a series, mainly because they had to introduce two side characters that, that had a lot of chemistry. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those moments. Um, and this one is Shane and Ford, and it is a military. Um, I don't want to really, they classify it as insta-love, but I don't necessarily classify it as insta-love. There's some right letter writing um, where that takes up a lot of the chapters of writing back and forth while he's on base and she's at home. Um, that's really cute and then I read Charmed by Lara Pavlov which is the book three of the Willow Springs series Um, it's Mara and Cruz story they are enemies Uh, their families are enemies but what happens when you sleep with the enemy (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I read The Trouble with Number Nine which is by Piper Rain and obviously I'm obsessed with those girls anyway and their books are always phenomenal So there was a lot of spunk in that book and Paisley and Maxim were quite the uh, pair. And then I also just started Hard to Handle by Kate Brumberg, which is another hockey book and it's so good. So that's really all that's coming up for me. Uh, I think that I don't think there's very many releases this week that I know of because I'm not really blogging anymore. Well, I can tell you, I can drop my secret now. Drop it. Because I am no longer a blogger. The blog has now been closed. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being is that I did start a PR company and uh, with my really good friend, Tiffany, who I know listens to this episode, so she'll probably be saying hey that's me um we started a PR company called ever uh, embers and ashes and we have signups for our first um arc which is called why did it just get my mind because I'm looking at the graphics right now Oh my goodness! Um, shit! Why can't I remember the name of the name of the book now? Dirty Little Secret by Alexis Winter. Um, that book is really, really good. I did get to read it before her before arcs go out, and it is an age gap office romance, very spicy, a little bit of drama in there with a stalkery ex. We love. Um, billionaire, broody billionaire. So that's all for me.
0: All right. Well, um, also, if you guys don't know, we have anniversary episodes coming up. Super exciting. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Indie author panel. Mark your calendars for the Indie author panel. September the 6th. Super exciting. September the 5th. September the 5th. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) um and we also have a patreon go check that out if you can't donate to the patreon no big deal leave us a review on whatever it is that you listen to we would very much so appreciate it but uh without further ado i'm going to go ahead and read the bio to the author that we have coming on today and uh go ahead and get started um sab r miller writes dark contemporary romance with morally gray characters and steam that'll make you blush She prefers the villains in most stories and thinks everyone deserves happily ever after. Currently, Sav lives in central Kentucky with her fiancé and Labrador Great Pyrenees mix named Lord Byron. She loves sitcoms, silence, and sardonic humor. With that, let's go talk to Sav. And now a word from our
1: sponsor. Today's episode is presented by Early Bird. Early Bird is the simplest way for parents, family, and friends to collectively invest in a child's financial future. Starting at the earliest ages, Early Birds Mobile app empowers parents and families to start saving for their child's financial future in a matter of minutes while activating a child's broader community to gift contributions on birthdays, holidays, and any occasion. I know for me, I have a nephew who I love very much. It is so important to teach them at a young age to save their money for college or whatever financial future they have. So I'm excited that today we're teaming up with Early Bird to give our listeners a free $15 investment to gift to a child you love. Simply go to partners.getearlybird.io slash podcast or the link in our show notes and download the app and create an account today. Early Bird, build the nest and invest in the child and the children you love.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Sav Miller. Welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. We are so excited to have you.
2: I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, I want to first and foremost say congratulations. I heard that you uh, broke Amazon's top 100. Congrats.
2: Yes, I did. First (laughs) time, first release to do that. So I was very excited.
0: That's super cool. Super I mean, this book would this was the book to do. Let me tell you. It yeah. was good. It <laughs> was good. I already recommended it in the intro. Um, obviously, I didn't talk a lot about it because obviously we're going to be talking about it. Currently. Right. Um, but uh, I recommended it in the intro. I love this book. Oh, God. Lady. Okay. Pause. First of all, rewind. Uh, before we get started, I like to ask everybody how the weather is where you're at.
2: Where I'm at? Yeah. Um, gloomy today it's not it's not uh, sunny it's not rainy but it's overcast i guess
0: My is piss poor in the rain outside but it's like Isn't sunshine it? so why oh not <laughs> yeah oh, that's i live the worst. in north carolina it's stupid and it's like oh. hot it's like disgusting yeah. outside mosquitoes are just like
2: thriving they're like living their best lives out there yeah (laughs) yeah i I live in kentucky and it's it's gross yeah that's just the only way to describe the summertime here South is just like
0: humid heaven bro it is and like for a girl who was born with like naturally thick curly hair
2: yeah
0: yeah you think about i went outside with this hair right now bro
2: afro Afro (laughs) yeah
0: same (sighs) <sighs> no, thank you.
1: Hence why so mine's always up in a bun during the summertime.
2: Yep, yep, same. Yep.
0: So we are going to jump right into questions about your newest release, Promises and Pomegranates.
2: Dude, that's a fucking tongue twister. I have almost fucked that up. I know. A of times. <laughs> and it's so long and I did not realize how long it was. So the only, anytime I reference it online, I'm like shorthanding it. It has to be P because I just can't handle having to type out pomegranates every single time.
0: It's not. It's not even. nothing as long as I like, genuinely have almost fucked it up. Like I can't even tell you how many times. Like, yeah. Around, like, oh, That's oh. what happened with Cat though.
1: Yeah. Me and Cat like we reference fog all the time. Yeah. But nobody knows
0: what fog is when we say it. So yeah. We like yeah. Promises and prom- Oh my God! I can't see promises <laughs> and pomegranates. Yeah. Oh my God! My dyslexia <laughs> is screaming. Anywho. He- <laughs> So, I, my first question is, what inspired you to do a Greek mythology retelling?
2: Um, you know, I had initially planned for Cal's book to be the fourth and last book in my King's Trace anti-hero series, Mm -hmm. Um, but as I was writing the prequel for Promises and Pomegranates, I, I, I don't know if I was reading other Greek, myth retellings or what I was doing but I've always been interested in Greek mythology yeah and as I was kind of like outlining Tal's character I was like hey he lends himself really well to like a modern day real life person embodiment of Hades yeah and I I think I remember texting Emily and I was even like I inadvertently wrote Hades as a character I didn't even (laughs) mean to I was like, so what if instead of continuing this series, if I broke it off and started an entirely new series and kind of wrote those based on some of the Greek myths that I really enjoy? Yeah, I'm obsessed. How that came,
0: yeah. I, so I love Greek mythology. I took, so anytime that I had the option, I had like a free course so I took AP Mm -hmm. mythology in high school but anytime I had like an open course in college I was like slide on in some type of religion class all up in that business and so I had like I took two courses in Greek mythology dude it's my jam it's my jam and my jelly (laughs) my jam my jelly not only do I love that I, like, was into it in school, my dad named me after Alexander the Great, which I know is, like, not Greek mythology. Well, yeah. But yeah. it, like, ties into it, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's my jam, okay? And I love it. So yep. anytime there is, like, anybody, anytime anybody's, like, Greek mythology, retelling, I'm like, okay. Yes, okay, Say less. Say less. <laughs> add to cart. Add to cart. So I love that. And do you pronounce Herbocrafts, do you pronounce her name Elena?
2: Elena, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: cool, because I'm just making sure I haven't yeah. yeah. seen fuck-up names
2: on the. No, topic. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Elena is, like, this badass mafia heroine, okay? I was, like, yes, queen, the whole time. I was, like, <laughs> yeah! So, she is, like, able to be soft, yet strong, and I thought you captured the female psyche so well with her, and, like, how she can be vulnerable, yet, you know, guarded, and it was just... I just felt like it was a very good representation of how I feel like a lot of females feel is like they're, uh, they're, pl- like they're not just soft and they're not just strong. They fall in this like very rooted middle ground. And I really mm-hmm. love that about her. And so what surprised you the most when you were writing her? And did you pull any traits from yourself? And if so, what?
2: Um, honestly, what surprised me the most with her, I feel like was her overall character growth. So, like, when I went in, I had this idea, obviously, of who I wanted her to be. Um, I wanted her to kind of have this hardened outer shell. I wanted her to yeah. be this person who um, she wasn't really living two lives, but mainly because she didn't fully, she wasn't ever really allowed to, I guess, embrace, like, her true self living under the thumb of her parents. Yeah. Um but so that left her with a lot of like pent-up resentment and rage and all of this kind of like um inability to react to things rationally so like she would kind of um when she felt threatened or felt attacked or anything like that she would kind of lash out violently yeah um or i guess kind of aggressively and I wasn't necessarily anticipating that to change very much just because I felt like Cal was kind of her male counterpart to that. Like they kind of mirror each other in that regard. Um, so I wasn't really expecting a whole lot of like change on that front. I was expecting more of the change to be like relationship, I guess, based. Yeah. Um, but then kind of seeing like without giving any spoilers or anything, but like, (laughs) kind of seeing how she interacts to certain things later on mm-hmm. and how she's more, um, I think, logical about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't necessarily rely on anger or violence or aggression or anything to kind of work through stuff. And she's more, I guess, able to move on. Yeah. Um, I felt like her growth was the most surprising thing to me just because I wasn't expecting it at all um and then as far as like did I put any of myself into her I always try to put a little bit of like just little things um with my characters because it makes it easier for me to connect with them yeah so occasionally I'll give them like certain um traits or certain like interests that I also have just because you know um but they have to also fit like who they are as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, her. Her love of like poetry and reading and writing obviously is something that I identify very heavily with. Um, specifically, her interest in like poetry and stuff. Yeah. In um, the romantics, like I'm obsessed with all things romantic, like Percy Shelley, John Keats, all that stuff. <gasps> um, oh, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like one of my dogs is named Lord Byron. I kid you not. I saw that in your bio. I saw that in
0: your bio. <laughs> yes.
2: And then the I,
0: other is Poe. <laughs> I have a quote in one of my books, because one of my female characters is also very much into poetry. Mm-hmm. And basically she like forces the male character to read to her at night. Mm-hmm. And he like yeah, reads yeah. poetry or whatever. And um, he basically like, it gives her shit for like making him read like John Keats and like the yeah, Romantics yeah. or whatever. And she's like, we read we are romantics now, John Keat, like, Keats is, like, romance, that's what we do, like, that's our thing, so I love him, I love him my whole yes. okay, it's a vibe, yep. um, and I also <laughs> thought for, I mean, I guess for people who, because, I mean, some people don't necessarily, I guess, go into Greek mythology retelling, right. like knowing things about Greek mythology, which is totally fine, but um, going into it, knowing, I thought that Elena was such a good, like, i guess like metaphor for per, for persephone yeah. mm-hmm. in her own way because of the way that she was able to be soft and strong like persephone yeah. is literally the god goddess of spring and yeah. the queen of death okay yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the bitches the is like balancing two different things at one time okay yeah. and i thought that elena was a very good metaphor for that and in like a modern way so i really yeah. like that. um now moving to cow okay Sir was like main character of the book for me. Okay. He was yeah. like, he was serving. Okay. He was like <laughs> dirty talking, alpha, anti- anti-hero, throwing the mop like sprig the mafia that? in there. And I was like, yeah. bro, I'm in love. <laughs> okay. So, but he also has this like depth and so much like vulnerability that I really adored. And it was like one of the reasons that I like loved him so much. And I feel like connected to his character so and um, and and I was like, bro, like this is this is how I imagine Hades. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I yeah.
0: literally talked to this lady and she was, it was, we were, Stevie, it was when we were on Cougar Talk and she is visiting like Greece.
2: I'm gonna pause. Are you okay? Yeah, my, my puppy is like doing something in the living room. I don't know what. okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, sorry. So,
0: you're fine, you're fine. So I, we're talking to this lady who's like visiting Greece. Like her husband is Greek, right? And mm-hmm. they were, they were, she was talking to his family about how people do like Greek mythology retellings and like, you know, like, and they're like, oh, so Hades is the villain. And they're like, no, they're, like, no, 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 no. Like he is yes. the love interest. And they're yes. like, but he's not a, he's not a good guy. Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, but he's, he's troubled. Okay. Yes. He, we can fix him. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's what we to exactly. We can fix him. Okay. Yeah. And I, I literally love that. So. What, was it hard balancing this, like, badass mafia man and, like, a compassionate soul in, like, a male?
2: Not at all. And it's really funny. Like, I always get comments from readers or even, like, my editor or, like, beta readers. And they'll always compliment me on how well I write asshole men Ah. that also have this, like, weirdly, like, vulnerable, relatable aspect to them that makes them lovable yeah. <clears throat> and it's funny because I always relate much harder to the male characters than I ever do the female characters same though I don't know I don't know what it says about me
0: <laughs> I thought I was a dude that's what it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> <That's
2: exactly. laughs> but and also Cal was a character I had I was writing an entirely different series before I started my King's Trace series mm-hmm. um so like a year ago I started writing Cal's sister's book um so he was actually the first character that I ever had created in this universe like at all and so he was very patiently waiting all of this time to get his own book um so like it, it when I started writing it his stuff just kind of just poured out of me because it was just he was waiting and it was just ready and I had been I had spent so much time over the last year like just thinking about him and conceptualizing how I wanted him to be. And I wanted him to be a villain on the surface, but I wanted him to be because and I read a lot about like um when I would like brush up on Hades and stuff, um I would see stuff that would talk about how he's entirely mis um represented yeah. in Greek mythology. And that he's you know because of his realm and because of his title and stuff yeah um, in your world he is misrepresented and i kind of wanted that to be how readers saw Cal. i wanted him especially because he makes cameos in the other three books in my king's Trace antihero hero series um i wanted him to be this mysterious dark character who like death kind of follows but yeah. then when you actually fully meet him he is he's, he's got layers <laughs> exactly he's an onion yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that so I feel like a lot of people like so the reason that Hades is the god of you know the underworld, like the reason he is the ruler downstairs is because he pulled like literally pulled the short straw, now, right figuratively. Yep. Yes. My man literally just accidentally happened to pull the shortest straw out of these little hay thingies that Zeus felt like it would be a fucking good idea to do. Okay. Right. Yep. So it's not like he was born to be like this evil man, God, you know, whatever, Exactly. just like Zeus nor Poseidon was gifted. Like we're supposed to be like God of the heavens and God of like the sea. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's almost like that nature versus nurture thing where mm-hmm. it's like if you're thrown down into a realm where all your job is to send souls to different types of places in death you're not gonna exactly. be exactly sunshine and fucking rainbows either, okay? Exactly. So I, I'm
2: gonna pause. Okay, sorry, I had to lock it in here.
0: You're fine, you're fine. So I think that you did a really good job of like representing that and like doing, I feel like, and I mean, obviously I've never met the man. So
2: okay.
0: <laughs> I could be totally wrong. He could be a literal piece of shit, but it's fine. Um, so the chemistry for these two, this book is spicy this book is like this book is hot I there was yeah. a, there was a particular scene where I was like Lord I to put the book down for a second yeah I can't I can't deal with this so yeah. when you were writing these characters did the chemistry come natural or was it a struggle to give them so much fire it came
2: super natural which and I'm also partially I feel like because I wrote the prequel which wasn't Entirely, it's not crazy spicy because it's only 10,000 words. Yeah, I mean, I can't pack so much sex in without it becoming erotica. Yeah, um, <laughs> but so when I had already kind of started and I kind of knew their relationship dynamic, um, I knew that they were very both uh, passionate characters, they have a lot of like, um, they're really into like pain, <laughs> um, in, in some shape, form, or fashion. And um, so when I started writing Promises and Pomegranates, I was like, you know, I feel like this is definitely gonna be my spiciest book.
0: Yeah.
2: But I wasn't expecting it to be nearly as spicy as it ended up being. Yeah. Um, But once it started writing, like, because, and I, (laughs) I started and restarted and scrapped the beginning of this book, I kid you not, like 11 times. And it was because I kept trying to write it in a way because I there were so many people who were waiting on Cal's story. Yeah. And I felt so much pressure to kind of write it a certain way um, so that when I started deviating from how I initially wanted it to go, it took a really long time for me to get it right. Yeah. But then when I let the characters talk and I, you know, let them... <laughs> When I let them have as much sex as they wanted, that <laughs> um, it re- it wrote really really quickly.
0: Well, lady, I loved it. I- <laughs> it's such a good book, and so I'm gonna let Stevie take question five because it's her like favorite all time question. Okay. Okay. Stevie's not a dark romance reader. Okay. So that's my genre forte. Mm-hmm. So that's why I took these questions. But uh um, okay. Stevie's gonna take number five because it's her favorite question, and she hogs it. Okay.
1: I also like watching authors tend to get really nervous when we ask this question because they don't think about it yeah um if you could turn promises and pomegranates into a movie who would you cast as the roles
2: okay so I looked at these questions (laughs) because I had I had to practice I had to prepare (laughs) okay so and I I normally don't even think about character like I don't really conceptualize a physical manifestation of my characters. I usually, I know kind of like a general sense of what they look like and how I want them to look. Um, I don't know why, but I think initially when I started Cal's, um, Pinterest board, and I call it Cal's Pinterest board because for a while it was just named Cal because I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) with him. (laughs) Um, but when I started his, there were a ton of Theo James pictures that oh. would come up all the time. And I'm telling you, his oh. board was filled with them. And he, oh. if, when I think about Cal, he is the only one that I ever can see anymore. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, I love. Yeah, yeah that's he, it for me. Yeah. I love that, <laughs> that's so hot. <laughs> yeah I never would have I never I mean like now that you say it I'm like oh but yeah oh
2: but yeah yeah Yeah. like I never would have
0: like came to that conclusion on my own but I like it okay now for Elena who would it be
2: um I had to because I don't I don't watch a lot of tv or movies so I had to like do a google search on brunette (laughs) celebrity So I looked up um and I looked at a couple and I thought Adelaide Kane from the Rain series. I don't know if you guys have seen the dark
0: haired yes. Oh my God who plays Queen Mary? Yep. Yep. Oh, snap. Yes. Yes. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. yes.
2: Serving. I love yep. her. Yeah, I saw her and I was like, oh, that's it. That's she's the one. <laughs> good match.
0: They would have cute babies. Yes. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yeah. Um so you have the second book in the series releasing December 14th which is Viper and say the word
2: virtuosos.
0: That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That word. I'm not going to try to say that. <laughs> and I'm really excited for it because it's a rock star romance. yeah So
2: can you tell us a little bit about that? Just um listen. I don't want to say too much about it because I haven't revealed officially the couple or the myth that I'm that it that it will be inspired by. I guarantee um, you guess it you probably can't i hope i <laughs> want it to be guessable right. <laughs> maybe you. Like, you give me some clues and I got, I got it in like 20 seconds i know i've The bread I know. crumbs the breadcrumbs i swear are all there like if you go back and read promises and pomegranates i guarantee you will be able to figure out who the main male character is mm-hmm. he is he is brought up in the book um okay. And then the female main character might be a little bit—not that she would be difficult—but there are several I think that people are wanting to see next. But yeah, there she has been guest. She has been guest. Okay. Um, cool. I think
0: that for like the myth portion of it, because listen, I don't even give crap who the characters. I don't even care who the next couple is. All I do, yeah. like, I just want them to. I just want them right, to. right. Like I just absorb everything. Because see, yeah. I have not. I didn't read your uh past series, so right. I had no idea that Cow was even like. So I had to like buy all those on my Kindle <laughs> so that I could go back and and read him. But I did yeah. not know that he was a part of a different series. So me man it could be freaking it could be like a jelly bean and i'd be okay yeah. it, honestly however i do think that people will misconceptualize which myth you're going to do because yeah, I of the so. title yeah but i think i know what it is
2: so I, what i i want to <laughs> i want to ask but i'm yeah. also afraid because i feel like my face will reveal it
0: <laughs> i i'll tell you after the podcast
2: okay okay good
0: and then and then that way
2: if it goes out live and i'm right they won't know (laughs) okay good that's a good idea so um but with that book it's i don't plan on it being dark which is why like it's not a dark rock star romance in the subtitle yeah um because i don't want well first of all i don't i don't want to just write dark romance Mm -hmm. um but also these two characters that i have um their subject matter is going to be super dark but like them as characters they're like they're they're not going to be anti-heroes they're not going to be bad people like they're just going to be um god I don't even know what the word I'm looking for people who have had misfortune (laughs) yeah they're just unfortunate people like but normal you know decent human beings
0: I got you okay I'm excited I can't wait um (laughs) you also have a co-write be still, my heart, with yeah. my birthday twin, okay, Emily, and yeah. I am like frothing in the mouth because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So, uh, can you give us a little bit of information on that and what inspired you two to want to write together?
2: Um, I'm gonna try to be as vague as possible because I don't know. <laughs> um, we're still we're obviously still writing it. We write on crazy tight schedules. Um, yeah, but it was kind of like. I don't know if it was really a concrete decision. It was kind of like our writing style, and then us, first of all, us just being best friends in general. Yeah. Um, And then our writing styles, we felt like really complement each other. Um, They're really similar. And then the way that we write by like approach style, like um, character profiles, writing from stream of consciousness, not plotting like at all um felt those would work really well together and she I don't remember what started the conversation or like what even like I like I don't know how it came to be but she was kind of just like I have this idea for a story and she already had the title and everything ready to go and she was so excited about it it was kind of just like a thing that it was like do you want to write this with me and she's like hey yeah and it was like oh my god yeah this sounds like a freaking amazing story and yes like this is the thing. like we had already eventually kind of assumed that we would write a story together at some point and then it was kind of just like that was born and then it was a matter of just waiting until we could finally tell people about it and I mean like when you say you're frothing at the mouth for it I was I was frothing for the ability to be able to tell people because i swear people like when we would go live on TikTok too they'd be like you guys should write a book together and i don't have a poker face so like anytime that anyone would mention it i'd have to like hide myself off camera because i'd be cracking up i'm just like yeah it's it's coming i just can't tell you
0: exactly exactly yeah i am super excited for it i can't wait i think it's going to be phenomenal and yeah, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited as fuck. Um, I am going to now let Stevie take reading questions. Okay. Because, uh, I've been talking and then I'll take my writing questions. <laughs> okay. I feel like that would flow better, Stevie, since I've already been talking for like eight hours. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so what book has your
1: favorite cover?
2: Um, Like general, like out of
1: every book I've ever read. It could be any book you ever read, any of yours. Yeah.
2: Well of mine obviously it's going to be palms of the Pomegranates. I am legitimately obsessed with that cover. Oh, but same it was as. it was <laughs> so fucking hard to keep it a secret because I had the cover done in like March mm-hmm. and I couldn't reveal it until July and it was it was my worst like <laughs> it was just the worst secret to have. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like <sighs> other books, I don't to be honest until I started writing, and until I started really getting into, like, conceptualizing covers myself, not that I designed them, but, like, yeah. coming up with the ideas for them, I never really paid very much attention to covers at all. Like, I took Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover to my heart when I was, like, <laughs> drilled into me in elementary school, and I would not pay attention to the covers at all. Um, but I do really, really love the cover for Ashley Zavarelli's Stealing Cinderella. I don't know if you've seen that cover it's really it's simple but it's I don't know what it is about it but it's freaking gorgeous um but it's like a it's a pair of high heels and like kind of like sparkles and fairy dust kind of looking thing I don't know what it is about that but it's it it gets me like it's just beautiful
0: I'm looking it up right now <gasps> Ooh snap okay I also yeah. really like that I love a, a simple cover yeah
2: yeah like that
0: yeah i love it i also love emily's cover that she released today
2: I yes oh my god
0: stevie that
2: earlier i was like pop off i was like i'm yes <laughs> yes yeah. so the same cat at trc designs did both hooked and promises of pomegranates and she's also i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but i don't see why not <laughs> <laughs> our <laughs> collab cover um So I'm very excited to see how that goes, but the Hooked cover fucking blew me away with how well she captured the tone for the book. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very excited for everybody to be able to read that. Oh, the same. Same! I'm excited to read (laughs) it myself, okay? It's so good. It's not even funny. I
0: love this idea. And eventually I would love to do it also. I love this idea of taking like Disney villains
2: mm-hmm.
0: because and making them like, you know, the heroes of these books. Because I'm gonna say right now there's been multiple times where I'm like, but I like him kind of. Like I know yeah. that I shouldn't like him, but I, I yeah. kind of like him like a little bit. Like yeah. okay, like this is gonna this is gonna make me sound a little delusional and that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> I just want everybody to just imagine the voodoo man but like young from princess frog
2: oh you know what i haven't shadow man
0: okay so the shadow man but like young you need to look him up okay but like young version played by like oh what is his name what is his name oh my god wait wait it's the guy who plays in um what is it bridgerton the Duke. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Him. I'm gonna tell you right. I put him in a top hat and a coat, and I'm telling you okay. right now, in love. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. In love. I would Yeah. Love yeah so that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I know I shouldn't, <laughs> but I don't even care. Don't care. <laughs> um. Anywho. Um. Moving forward. Sorry. Continue. So, what attracts you to a
1: book, if not the cover, a blurb, or recommendation from others?
2: Uh. Um to be honest (laughs) for a while there I so I was late to the adult romance game scene um I didn't start writing or reading adult romance until like 2019 I feel like so it had already been around you know for not that it hadn't been around but for me um I was super late to it so when I started reading it I was kind of just consuming everything that I could get my hands on So like, I would finish an, if I read a book by an author and liked that one, I would finish their entire backlist. And then I would look for like similar, like whatever Kindle would recommend to me as like similar authors. Um, now I usually look for tropes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I am more conscious about covers now just because where I'm conscious about my own. Um, and specifically on covers, I will buy a book I don't usually buy paperbacks just because of the covers but on ones that I like cannot like get out of my head specifically because I'm a typography slut (laughs) Um, (laughs) so if it's got really really good typography I will buy it yeah that is usually when it comes to like I can get over almost everything on a cover but typography is huge for me
0: okay cool for a second I thought that typography I don't know. I was thinking. I was thinking of like maps, and I yeah, know, topography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like maps, and I was yeah. like, I love a good map too. <laughs> I, was like, I love a white. Well, map
2: you know, some of those books do have maps inside of them. So. <laughs> I was like,
0: I love a good map because I was like, I was just thinking, but mostly they're like fantasy, which
2: yeah, I'm yeah. Not
0: writing, I'm not writing fantasy. I'm writing dark romance, but mine does have a map of a school, book I I love a good map. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, she's not talking about that. (laughs) She's not talking about that. That's embarrassing. It's fine. (laughs) I can't believe I said that out loud. It's okay. I'm intelligent. Okay. I am smart. (laughs) Just have my moments. Okay. It's fine. All right, Stevie, move forward from that embarrassment, please. (laughs) What are some of your favorite authors to read?
2: Oh god. Um Emily McIntyre, obviously, I will read forever now and forever, anything she ever writes, um, especially because I get to read them before <laughs> everyone Are you else. you booked Yes, I have. Aw, yep. you lucky dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we read as the other person is writing it. So like she sends me chapter by chapter. Um, and then, yeah, so that's that's actually the last time that I'll like actively read it. And then when the book releases, I will usually do a quick read through or reread, either if she sends me an art copy or whatever. Yeah. You know, and then I love Ashley Zavarelli. A Zavarelli is a one-click author for me. Um, I love Saffron Kent.
1: (gasps) Oh, you said her keyword. one of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is my, oh my God. I love my BFF. I love her,
2: BFF, I love her. Uh, Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, um, oh good. God, I don't know why I'm blanking. I love Coralie June. I will usually read anything she writes. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I, I don't read as much as I used to, obviously, um, just because I write so much and I'm usually writing on such tight deadlines so that when I do read, it's like I'm squeezing in as many books as possible so like they all blur together
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally me <right> yeah <laughs> now. literally me it's like i'm gonna just shove i'm gonna just shove a whole month of tbr yeah. into like one week and see how yeah. this works out for me also i don't know yeah. you read a gorgeous villain by saffron like her new book i haven't
2: it's literally sitting on my shelf and i have not read it yet so when i tell oh my god chef kisses i got an <laughs> okay. so
0: i got it as a beta and mm-hmm. i love it I love, it, I
2: love it. I love it. It's got some of my favorite trope. Like I fucking love the accidental pregnancy trope. You're gonna flip. Love You're it. gonna literally flip. That's, that's my keyword.
0: <laughs> Callie is probably one of my favorite females she's wrote since Layla. Yeah. the Unrequited.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh god, I love her. I don't know, but Willa's a close. Oh god, but Willa's a thing too. I just love yeah. all of her. I love her so much. It's so great. Anywho, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? Um, honestly, I don't really have a preference. E-reader is just easier. Um, and I'm a very, I'm very much one of those like I need immediate gratification. So like waiting (laughs) for the paperback to arrive just kills it for me. Yeah. It like Um, takes the anticipation down. It's like yeah, I'm excited to read the book. Yeah. So usually I will buy it on ebook. And if I really, really love it, I'll go ahead and order the paperback too. Same. Same. So. I do the same thing.
1: Yeah. I don't read my paperbacks. They just go on a shelf.
2: Yep. yep. I've only got a couple that I've read. And like, <clears> that, like I, like I think I said that I don't usually buy them without reading them first, like as an ebook. But there are a few that I have, um, especially recently. And I ordered a couple of Sierra Simone books that, I haven't read I I I read that as an ebook. I did not order the paperback but I ordered Sinner as a paperback oh that's
0: and then I think she's
2: got Saint coming out which is yes yes I'm very excited for that yep that cover also is just gorgeous
0: oh yeah We'll just... oh so I can't paint Thanks, dead alive I can't <laughs> I am actually like really happy that it blew up on TikTok and like a lot of people started reading it because I thought yeah. it was a super before it blew up on TikTok I thought it was a I mean I knew it was like really popular in like certain like genres but I thought it was yeah. a really underrated book yeah I was like bro it's like the smuttiest smut out yeah. there okay yeah. and it's so good it's so yeah. good <sighs> it's a vibe I Wait, sorry. I was going to say something and i forgot, I literally blanked on what it was. <laughs> literally blanked. The only thing that, the only books that I won't read on e-reader first, which I'm going to be honest with you, I will just buy a book because of the cover. Like I was going to buy Promises and Pomegranates, like <laughs> <four minutes. laughs> I was going to buy it on a paperback. I don't even care. So I cannot even deny that. However, most of the time I do read it on e- e-reader or the paperbacks that I buy prior, like are authors that I love.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's like I know
0: no matter what they put out I'm gonna yeah. like yeah but I think Stephen King is probably the only author that I will I literally went to Barnes and Noble like yesterday because you just released two new books mm-hmm. um I have no idea what they're about and bought both <laughs> in like both hardback and paperback Paperback. I've still got four of them oh wow um, yeah so yeah that whole shelf that whole thing oh yeah so he's probably the only author that I won't read on like a Kindle or anything like that because I just need yeah. to like to feel it I need to, observe. yeah, yeah, that's fair, yeah, I can see that,
1: all right, go Stevie, all right, what was your last five-star read,
2: oh, um, I have a Well, okay, so I usually don't even, like, I never rate or review books ever, um, so officially, my last five-star read is gonna be Hooked by Emily McIntyre, um what because that, that was <laughs> that was the last one that I read um and really really connected with she just she just gets me um I'm and gonna also, try
0: I'm gonna try and like uh I'm gonna like stealth it and pretend to be a vlogger and try to <laughs> get a fucking arc that's how badly <laughs> I want to read this book
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's really really good and it's really funny because she would like Message me worried about being or worried because it was you know her first dark romance and I just she has no problem um like meshing the genre like zero zero problem at all and I'm such a stickler too with my dark romance um I am not not a snob just a stickler (laughs) (laughs) but like the way that when I approach dark romance or when I look for it to read is that I want my characters to be bad. At least one of the characters have to be a bad person. Yeah. And like a, a villain. And she she does it and she did it fantastically.
0: But do they though? Do
2: they though? On, the <laughs> in- on the Well intro, yeah, on the <laughs> they at least have to be villainous on the out. Like they have to have that quality at least. Yeah. yeah. In some capacity. Yeah. Um but yeah she that hooked is fantastic. Definitely my last five star read.
0: I think that Emily and I are like twinning in like all departments. Not only are we birthday twins, same Zodiac and Slytherins. We literally release debut novels within a month of each other and Mm -hmm. literally are continuing like the same, but like, I kid you fucking not i literally just finished a fucking um like i have like a hockey romance series which is like very contemporary romance like high mm-hmm. angst okay mm-hmm. and i'm currently just about to, like in september 23rd like september 23rd which is like a few days after she releases hooked yeah is my first dark romance and i'm like bro we're twinning we're just twinning <laughs> across the board yeah oh and
2: that's funny
0: i love her bro yeah. <laughs> um is that your last
2: book yes. question
0: tv Okay, moving to writing questions. When did you realize that you wanted to be a writer
2: slash author? Um, very very young. I started writing, like not officially obviously, um, but recreationally or as my main slash only hobby in third grade. Um, I would write like these random fictional little, whatever's, and they had they had pictures at the time too. Um, never <laughs> been an artist. <laughs> <laughs> that was never in the cards for me but um so like we would get like silent reading time or silent journaling time and that's what I would be doing would be writing um and then in like middle school was kind of when it became more of a concrete like hey I think I'm good at this and I think that I could do something with this eventually yeah but it wasn't like I wanted I wanted to publish a book eventually but it was never really on my horizon as something I could actually do. Yeah. Um and then when I went to my I went to my dad's one summer and had unfiltered internet access and made a Wattpad account. And Woo! that's my shit. Been <laughs> my shit since 14. Yes, yes, exactly. Same age, same age. Yep. It's
0: um, inappropriate. I should not have been on <laughs> Wattpad at 14, but by God, I gobbled up every single one direction fanfic you could even <laughs> imagine cannot See,
2: I wasn't even I wasn't reading like crazy like smut or anything like I was legit reading I guess YA romance probably oh no I was reading smut
0: <laughs> and the thing is though is like Wattpad is the birth of the bad boy I yeah. don't give a fuck what anybody says Wattpad yeah. is the birth of a bad boy with a soft spot for like the quirky girl yeah. Any it does not literally every single Wattpad book has the same plot. It is a yes. bad boy who like smokes cigarettes and smells like cigarettes yes. and he wears a leather jacket. And the girl like she like doesn't wear makeup and she always has her yes. hands fun. Yes.
2: <laughs> like, did you did you read The Kissing Booth when it was on Wattpad? By Beth Reckles. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Absolutely okay. Did. Yep. Same. And it
0: destroyed me that like because I was up at like 4 a.m. like sobbing my eyes out because the end of the book ends in like a like it's not a cliffhanger but it's not a happily ever after either right right and originally before it was like actually published the kissing booth was like fucking 50 chapters Yeah, yes, yes. And i was reading that so until 4 a.m expecting a happily ever after and that bitch sent him to college yeah. and was like sorry not writing a book too and i was like <laughs> you got me fucked up lady you <laughs> got me fucked
2: <laughs> yes exactly exactly there is yeah.
0: and i think the reason i enjoy reverse harem so i love reverse harem i don't even care yeah. <laughs> i saw this tiktok today that was like this lady and she was like girl people who read love triangles um but people who enjoy love triangles but not reverse harems and it's like i don't relate to you <laughs> it's like me but i think the reason i like reverse harem is because i don't know if you ever read it it was very popular it's called Never Fall in Love with the Fisher Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was just basically about this girl who, her dad back in the military and she had no other family. And she went to go live with her dad's best friend and they were like super wealthy and they, ha- they had five sons. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I liked Reverse Harem, even though she ends up with only one of them. <laughs> in my head, I was like, why not all?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's
0: like, in my head, I was like, all of them. Yeah. yeah so I love Wattpad. I love, sorry, continue your, your talk about your author career because we got off on Hell it. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was basically, when I got to Wattpad, I was kind of just like, this is a legitimate thing that I could do with my life and I would love to do it. Um, so I ended up, I went to college. I was in college for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got halfway through my sophomore semester as a marketing major. And I was like, I don't fucking like this. <laughs> business is boring, I'm bad at math, like, it's just not working out, yeah, um, <laughs> and so I switched to creative writing that same semester, and that was it, and then when I realized that I didn't even have to go through the trad publishing route, I could self-publish, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, definitely watch this shit, yep, <laughs> yep. pretty guessing, I feel like yep.
0: I feel like that's how everybody was. They were like, "Fuck this, watch this." Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. And I, so I wanted to be like in publishing in general, like whether, like, I feel like writing is such a dream. Like you grow up like reading, and it's like, God, I will never be able to do this. Yeah, like, it feels like such an unreachable goal, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I wanted to do something in publishing. Like, I mean, either I, I'm dyslexic, and I was like, I want to be an editor. <laughs> Um, But I was like, I wanted to do something in publishing, whether that be like marketing or an editorial service Mm -hmm. or something of that nature. And I thought the only way I was going to do that is working with like a traditional publishing company and doing something like that. And then it was like, self-publishing came and I was like, psych, watch this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it fine. I'm going to do it myself. Like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Me. So, do you have any interesting riding quirks, like eating Twizzlers, or like wearing the same hoodie, or like having to ride at the same time, anything like that?
2: Um, I well, I was wearing the same hoodie. I have a black bear hoodie, but it's missing. So, I- black bear <laughs> singer, black bear. Yes. Have you listened to his new album? Yes.
0: Oh, that's the love of my life. <laughs> I love it. I
2: love it um Love it. but i have i have a black bear hoodie somewhere in my house i just don't know where it is technically that's supposed to be my my one thing that i always bring in here but i haven't found it since we moved like it we moved recently and it's just gone so i've had to cope without it <laughs> um i always try to have something to drink um i don't i am either in complete silence or i've got either a playlist that ends up in like making it to the book um, a playlist that reminds me of the book or lo-fi beats are playing lo-fi beats are the best fucking thing that I've ever discovered I the first book that I wrote I wrote almost entirely while listening to the lo-fi beats playlist on Spotify I don't know what it is but that that playlist gets my juices like my creative juices flowing I'm gonna need to look so fucking so good there's no well sometimes there are words but they're usually like clips from like like one of my favorite ones has clips from oh god what is that movie called something it's a jimmy stewart movie but oh so fucking good i am gonna have to look that up you definitely should um
0: i love how spotify has like a playlist for everything though yeah like, when it's, i don't a feel like TikTok
2: playlist
0: of course there is <laughs> of course there is <laughs> <laughs> I I literally, so when I first start writing and I'm trying to catch like the vibe for the book, right? You can literally type in whatever you want yes. in the Spotify yep. search thing, and there's a playlist for it. Like you could do like Bad Boy Rockstar Boyfriend playlist. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I feel like a bad bitch today playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place. So I'll honestly, oh, I'm getting a phone call. That is, no, thank you. I will, well, sorry. I will literally, like just search on Spotify and then yep. there it is. And I'm also really into this. Like this is so stupid, but I'm also TikTok has got me really into these like slowed and reverbed versions. Of yes, yes. <laughs> Bro, so I good. listened to so I do yoga in the mornings, mm-hmm. right? I literally listened to Rosalind on the Twilight soundtrack on Reap. Like it was literally an hour of slowed and reverbed
2: mm-hmm.
0: Rosalind on the tw- Twilight soundtrack. I listened to it for like a whole hour doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> so i can't even but i'm gonna have to look up this lo-fi beat
2: thing i'm gonna have to yes. so good um so good.
0: what do you like to do when
2: you're not writing um honestly i'm an extremely boring person i don't like i don't leave my house that often when i do it's literally like i go sit at my parents for an hour we watch kitchen nightmares and then i come back home <laughs> oh yeah kitchen nightmares is my shit um so I if I'm not writing I'm usually hanging out with my family or my dogs or reading and I also watch a lot a lot a lot of sitcoms um and usually I watch them on repeat until like I'm sick of them so like I'm on a modern family kick right now
0: okay so do you like Grace and Frankie I
2: haven't watched that one
0: i love grace and frankie it literally is me and my best friend melissa Mm -hmm. i am grace i am frankie she is grace (laughs) and basically like frankie's this like pot smoking lady and grace is like the complete opposite she's very like business attire Mm -hmm. and frankie gets her stoned all the time like the first time they ever hang out with each other grace ends up accidentally taking peyote oh my god and (laughs) she ends up high on a beach bro and peyote will fuck you up yeah so I was like bro it's me and it's me I love that and like Shit's <laughs> Creek have you watched Shit's Creek I started it I have not finished it Shh, you're missing out I'm telling you right now seasons three to the rest of them they're the best oh are like they
2: hmm. you just gotta get
0: past like the first season yeah you know, I first
2: mean first. I I loved I just I don't know I'm weird about the shows that I watch is that like they're comfort shows so it's usually stuff that i've already seen that i can just like turn on in the background not necessarily have to pay attention to yeah which is why i watch them so many times but you have anxiety oh yeah oh okay, yeah so that's why and and ocd so it's like
0: <laughs> i saw this thing there's a fucking lawnmower outside that decided to just be loud as shit today mm. i listen i still saying tiktok has taught me so much about life okay yeah I saw this and it was talking about how people with anxiety will rewatch television shows over and over and over and over again, because it's like, not only is it like a comfort show, they don't have to worry about being blindsided and their anxiety can't deal with like not knowing what things are going to happen. So they can watch it. So they're not like surprised by anything. And I was like, Oh, so that's why I've watched criminal minds. Like maybe a hundred times over.
2: that's also why I steer clear of like, most dramas is because i don't like the i like to feel good when i'm watching tv i don't want to feel like like stress yeah yeah,
0: do it yeah i don't want to do it so what is the weirdest thing you have had to google for a book
2: well okay i write mafia or i have been writing mafia romance and dark romance so like most of my search history and my (laughs) bookmarks are fucking weird um (laughs) (laughs) and definitely like I I have to be on some list somewhere I'm definitely flagged you know um same (laughs) um Cal's book I think Promises and Pomegranates was the one that kind of came up with the weirdest stuff just because um I so I like to research everything when I'm coming up with characters so like even if something isn't necessarily like spelled out in a book or even if it doesn't come up in the book at all, mm-hmm. I want to know what a character would do in that situation. I want to know what this kind of like, and with Cal being a doctor, it doesn't necessarily come into play a whole lot in the actual book. But I wanted to have the knowledge myself mm-hmm. in case, like, I, I needed it to be there so that he was believable as a character. Yeah. Um, and so, like, when I was researching his, I was looking up, like, serial killer doctors. <laughs> um, I've got a bunch of stuff that's like bookmarked in my YouTube, um, or saved in my YouTube. And it's like five evil doctors, serial killer doctors. And there was actually one that was named doctor or nicknamed Dr. Death and like completely different circumstances. But I was like, Oh damn, I didn't know that. Um, and his was actually the first book that I had done research for that. The research made me physically ill. and it was because like I've got a super weak stomach so I really don't know why I'm writing such violence (laughs) but I was researching I think this one specific medical procedure and I was like watching a video of like an excision of some kind of like cyst or tumor or something yeah and I was like this is sick and I don't know I don't know why I'm writing about this I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm gonna put this on paper that doesn't actually come like I think and honestly, in Promises and Pomegranates, I probably gloss over violence and gore the most mm-hmm. than the past or the King's Trace books, um, which is funny because it was not what I was planning on doing, but that's just how it wrote. Um, but yeah, if, if I had gone in really deep, then it would have been really, uh, really gross.
0: Gory and violence is like my favorite thing to write, I am found is it yeah it is i think i i think i like writing that more than romance sometimes i'll be, oh my like, <laughs> I'll be like i'll be like torturing somebody for like fucking five chapters and then have to yeah. write one sex scene and i'm like fuck let's just go back to when i could just slaughter people for no reason yeah and there's actually and okay so when i was reading Prom- promises and pomegranates this is going to sound very weird but have you seen the tv show hannibal
2: i have not okay
0: do you know the actors that play them
2: i can't place them off the top of my head but i, okay. so, I feel like i've seen them before hold up let
0: me get him pulled up real quick because i and he has a name and i'm pretty sure if he obviously he has a name but i'm pretty sure i want to say it it's like mads mickelson is that how you say it you just have to look him up okay mm-hmm. when i was reading this fucking book all I could see in my head was that man, and let me tell you something. I'm very attracted to him, especially in that <laughs> video. Even though he plays Hannibal Lecter, yeah, I was still very attracted to him in this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's obviously like a doctor cannibal man. So mm-hmm. when I was reading Promises and Pomegranates, that's all I could see in my head, and I wasn't. I wasn't mad at it. I was like, it's yeah. <laughs> is the <a> vibe." <laughs> this is nice um so we i have i am I have i have so many issues my god and i'm talking about cannibalism for like the second time on this fucking podcast my god
1: oh god it likes to um metaphorically connect romance readers to cannibalism yeah
0: that's, that's i would true. No, that is not you're putting me out no you're, <laughs> you're gonna make people think i'm fucking crazy i was making a metaphor between it was like Tori Alvarez and her characters are very like much so the people who were like grown up like in poverty and like Mm -hmm. have that fight or flight instinct where they will like fight until like the death kind of thing and I was comparing that to how like if you were trapped in the Swiss Alps or the Andes with like your friends and your friend happened to die and you had no food (laughs) you would eat them Sure, sure, yeah. Um, your survival instinct kicks in, and that's the same thing and how it works with like people who grow up in like uh poverty or in like really abusive childhoods, you, survival instincts will kick in. Right. So I'm just saying don't go eat people. Right. And I'm not saying don't eat, I'm not saying eat anybody if you're trapped in the mountains. I'm just saying, have you guys ever watched a TV show, the movie and The Andes? It's like where that soccer team crashes in yeah. the front of Andes, and one of their friends dies yeah. and they eat him and, I, and they didn't eat his face or anything it was just like lower body and so <laughs> I mean I will make it better <laughs> all I'm saying is is if we three were trapped in the Andes and CB died of unnatural of natural causes or like fell off a cliff and died and the only food I have I'm sorry I'm eating you I'm gonna live okay i'm gonna live (laughs) my my friends and family think i have like serious mental issues because i like watching like you guys watch the saw movies right oh yeah this is a very like left turn i've taken obviously you probably don't (laughs) like very gory but i need to say this my family thinks i have like serious mental issues because when i'm like watching those movies i'm like i'll bet i was like i'm fucking killing whoever i wake up next to like if somebody puts me if I wake up in a chamber, and I'm, like, attached to something, and another person across from is attached to, to something on the other side, and there's a weapon between us. Bro, you're dead. You better hope you wake up first, <laughs> because you are immediately dying. I'm living. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, I will. My fight or flight is survival only, and I yeah. to do what needs to be done. Period. Yeah. Period. <laughs> this right. what happens on this podcast. I'm just saying, <laughs> Don't want to be locked in a room with me while Jigsaw is tested oh. or dead. Anyways, um, so we're going to move on to our favorite portion of the podcast, which is trope questions. Okay. Um, it is sadly the last part of it, um, but we love these questions, so we're going to get into them. What is your favorite
2: trope to write and why? Um, you know, I would say enemies to lovers but I'm really super, 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 super into grumpy sunshine. Oh yeah. Um, I would die for that trope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's my favorite to write also, because I feel like I get to, I like, I just like the dynamic and I like exploring how sunshine brings out grumpy and how grumpy yeah. brings out sun, like, you know, I just like how they play off of each other and I like how they can bring out the Best slash the worst in each other. And I just, I just think it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> Me too. I also really love that trope. I love that trope so much. I like reading that trope.
2: Yes. Yep. <clears throat> so what's
1: one trope you would eventually like to write and why?
2: Um, bully romance, definitely. I think that's a trope, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um <laughs> um, <laughs> um I love a good bully romance and I just eventually would like to write one. I just I just haven't yet. I actually have a cover. I have a bunch of covers for books that I have not been written yet, but I've got a cover for one that I plan on eventually publishing, but just waiting on me to have some kind of idea for it. Me currently, that's literally me. <laughs> um,
0: what is one trope you will never write and why?
2: Um, you know, I don't think there's one that I won't write because there isn't one that I won't read. Like, I don't have any triggers. I don't have any, like, mm-hmm. icks. Like, I will literally read and write anything, I think.
0: Don't yuck. Nobody's yum. <laughs> That's what I made me think of. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me think of when you said no icks. Okay, <laughs> so which one's, like, the furthest in the distance from you for you to write in the future?
2: Um... <laughs> god i don't even reverse harem is probably furthest off just because my memory is truly truly terrible so like i have to i I feel like for me writing i need to keep it as simple as possible as far as how many characters heads that i am in because i just feel like for me and i feel like that one would take me a lot longer to write than a regular Two person like dual POV would what?
0: I'm (laughs) muting myself because this (laughs) man, this man with a lawnmower is like right next to me. (laughs) I am dying. <laughs> um okay I'm laughing because there's no grass next to my window oh my god <laughs> why it's right here. okay I'm sorry continue okay. I'm so sorry oh my god I need help
2: okay <sighs> <laughs> um yeah so no just I think reverse harem is probably the furthest off but I I won't say that I won't ever write it I just don't have any plans in the future or the near future anyway
0: I also could not write reverse harem. I love it. I just don't think I could ever write it because, like, also my brain could not handle. Yeah, too to many body parts. Too many. All right, Stevie, you ask our last, very last question before she gets to pimp herself out to our listeners. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story?
2: Oh Jesus. Um. <laughs> you know enemies to lovers has the uh, the the best qualities that i like to read about would i make a good enemy probably not i feel like i would unfairly tip the scale in one direction i would either be too apologetic to my enemy or i would be too mean so i feel like that wouldn't work so it would have to be like a friends to lovers kind of thing yeah because you <laughs> in order i feel like to love me enough to want to be with me you have to get to know me because I feel like I am an acquired taste <laughs> so uh definitely I think friends to lovers would be the the one for me all right
0: then Stevie's is billionaire Yep. oh that soon. that is it yeah yeah
1: that's a good love one. can't buy love can't buy happiness but money can help yes
0: yep <laughs> that one in the right stores tell you that right now. I'm saying right now I'd rather be wipe. I'd rather be crying on a private jet Uh, In Italy, than I would be in my two bedroom apartment. (laughs) One hundred (laughs) percent.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um, But. That is our final question for you. We yeah. had such a good time. You have been so amazing. Once again, congratulations on making bestseller lists for prom. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, fuck, promises <laughs> and prom. Pom- fuck, promises <laughs> and pomegranates. I am going to leave a few minutes for you to talk about where our re- listeners can find you, and uh, if you got a release, if you got a new book coming up or a sale coming up or anything of that nature. The floor is
2: yours. Hey, um, I am active on all of my social media. So if you ever want to send me a message, comment, anything like that, I try to respond to everything. Um, I'm I'm honestly really, really bad at responding to DMs, but I do try my best to at least acknowledge them in some capacity. Um, so TikTok and Instagram are where I'm the most active. Um, I have a Facebook reader group, Sabs Suckers, um, I'm pretty active there and then I'm blanking on any other social media that I have. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Pinterest, basically all of the like, you know, the main hitters, I'm, I'm there. Um, and then my website has, um, I don't know if it has a contact form or not, I think it should. Um, but if it doesn't, obviously social media works too. Um, You can also buy signed paperbacks off of my website. Um, My whole King's Trace anti Hero series is up there as well as Promises and Pomegranates, the pre-order for those signed paperbacks. Um, all, All four of my books are available in ebook, paperback and hardcover on Amazon. Promises and Pomegranates is in the process of being available as a paperback online for at Barnes and Noble. So that will hopefully be this week. Um, And yeah, I think that's all, I feel like that's all I've got.
0: All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. This was super great and uh, we hope to chat with you soon. Yes, thank you for having me.